this is my convoluted brain. So, no, so I, you know, so I shuffle my cards and I feel which one is the right one. Yeah. And to me, like the way I view it is that, my, is that Avalon have me pull the card through which I will be able to under the, understand the message best. Now, if you ask the same question, you would probably pull a different card. It's just, I feel like with my the symbolism that it's in me, um, the, you know, the memories that I have, their experience that I have, whatever card I pull, that's what cr- makes it possible for me personally to put that energy that I'm translating into the words that the person needs to hear. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 12 of the It's Not Woo, It's Real podcast. I'm your host, Cara Wild. I've been wondering about getting a jingle, you know, an intro song for the podcast. What do you think? Do you like him? Do you not like him? I don't know. I think I just get a bit frustrated with listening to the same thing every hour, every over and over again when I just want to listen to the episode. So maybe not, but let me know your thoughts. So before we dive into this week's interview with the marvellous Joanna Hennan, I wanted to quickly update you and remind you that anybody that has worked with me or purchased anything from me, whether that's a student or a client or a customer purchasing a digital product, product, then you can request to join the free Facebook group. So created the Facebook group because, I mean, community is really important. We're wired for connection. We know this. And for those of us that live the way of the woo, I don't know, or the woo way, (laughs) what do we call it? There's plenty, but we can kind of be a bit scattered all over the globe. Um, And I wanted to create a sense of community um, where we could get to know each other and support each other. And it's particularly useful as well for anybody that's purchased my Channel Your Guide course. We have had our first group chat so that I can find out what the current needs are and how the group might support them in that. So we are creating channeling circles where you can um, organize swap sessions, share what's coming through, ask Q&As. But that's not all the group is about. Um, It's really for anybody that's wanting to explore what it means to live the life of a mystic and um, that wants to explore what I call a mystical and primal spirituality. That's what we're all about in there. So I'll keep you updated on what's going on. But if you just want to hop over and join, you're welcome to. I'll put the link in the show notes, but you can just go into Facebook group and um, search wild-ancients and you'll find us there. Come on over. It'd be good to see you. So today's episode is an interview. I've not done an interview for a while and it's with Joanna Hennen. Um, Joanna is a friend of mine. I've known her for years and we finally got to meet up this year and um, we met up on the moors and I took her to one of my favorite stone circles there Um, and we had (laughs) really interesting experiences with that stone circle. Professionally, Joanna is the founder of SoulSmart which is a movement that reconnects people with their inner wisdom and magic and enables them to manifest their dreams and ambitions. And speaking of ambitions, <laughs> Joanna's one of those people that's um, a high achiever. So when I interviewed her on the tarot and oracle cards, I was just knowing that a sense of high achievement was going to come through. And um, I think what's particularly interesting about this interview is the way that she uses them is very different, but also like you've probably heard right at the beginning of the podcast, how she links the tarot and oracle cards to the collective that she works with and uses them as an extension of her channeling is really interesting. It's very different from how I approach the tarot or oracle. I thought it was just a really um, 3D way of um, looking at the process and also working with it. So we cover how to work, how to use the tarot and oracles for writing a sales page 
um, using them in your business, using them with your, yeah, all sorts of different ways that you can use them in your business, your personal life, how Joanna integrates them in her day to day. I've got to say, she's slightly obsessed. I think the woman has just over 40. I think I, when I looked at her shelves, that's what I saw, just over 40. Anyway, it's lots of fun, lots of um, golden nuggets and kind of insights and ahas. So if you've ever been drawn to tarot, you've only been drawn to oracle and you just don't want to sit and meditate in order to get your answers or you don't want to do huge amounts of formal learning, then this episode is for you. It's fun. It's practical. It's very Joanna. And um, I'll see you on the other side. Bye for now. Hello. 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 Welcome to my podcast. I don't get to see you very often. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm really, I'm super excited. Well, I'm glad to have pinned you down at long last. (laughs) (laughs) we've been talking about having this podcast interview for a while so okay so I've got some areas that I think people who listen to the podcast will be interested in but anything that comes up that you think might be relevant just jump in won't you and direct me if you want to but okay so I want to know first of all what what we're coming together on the podcast to talk about specifically is tarot and oracle cards and how you use them quite intuitively and particularly how I see you use them as an extension of your channeling because I think that's quite unique so that's my overall kind of aim that I'm going for today however I want to start off with a question of why tarot why oracle how did you get started in the first place like what where did, where did it all begin, Joanna? Where did it all begin? I'm trying to remember. Like, it was so long ago now. Uh. <laughs> was there ever a time without tarot? <laughs> I know. Actually, well, so I started with oracle cards. I, I branched out into tarot after. But how I started was when I started working with my current spirit team. And I've been working with them for a good, probably like eight years now, seven, eight years uh-huh. So they call, they, I always say, I want to say they call themselves Avalon, but they don't. They have me call them Avalon. I don't know what yeah, they're yeah, actually yeah. called. <laughs> okay, I get that. Yeah. So they have me call them Avalon. And and when I started working with them, somehow, I don't know, I don't even know where I happened upon these, to be honest, because I wasn't really exploring this. I have no idea how, but I stumbled upon um, a deck called Wisdom of Avalon. And huh. yeah, by Colette Baron Reed. So that yeah. was my first ever deck. And so when I saw that, having just discovered that this new team, because I, I had I had just switched guides. So I had a different yeah. guide and then I had nothing. And then this guide team came in and I finally asked them what their name was. It was Avalon. And I saw these cards. I'm like, well, I have to buy them. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> like, clearly this is a sign, you know, like I'd never seen mm-hmm. anything like it before. So mm-hmm. I had no awareness of Oracle cards, no awareness of tarot. Like I knew tarot existed in the universe, but I had no desire to learn it. I like nothing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So already this is different from what I thought your story was. Oh. I thought like tarot and oracle cards have been with you since you did intuitive art and all that way, way back. Well, the intuitive art must have been like, I guess, 10 to 13 years ago. So this was, yeah. this was after the intuitive yeah. art came first. Yeah. Yeah. That's opened, what's surprising so the intu- me. Yeah. The intuitive art opened me up to channeling. Mm. And then when I started working with this team, like the, the the guide that I had before, it was just for me. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wasn't doing any work really. I mean, mm-hmm. that, you know, I was maybe testing the waters a bit, but it wasn't any, you know, anything real. And then when I started working with them, with Avalon, like it started to be more, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have a business or I'm going to do this work in the world. Um, and so I bought these Oracle cards and I had them around for a while. I mean, I looked at them I picked one once in a while like it wasn't it wasn't an obsession or anything and then I remember one day Avalon said to me you need to start a Facebook group and I was like I don't know what that is (laughs) you know and I was like but I was like okay I need I don't know how to do this I don't know why I need a group but I knew that I needed to do it that day otherwise 
I would change, like, I wouldn't do it. Okay. So, and they were like, you need to start a Facebook group and, and pull a card every day. So I was like, all right. So I invited my, you know, my, the three friends that at the time were super supportive of everything I was doing. So mm-hmm. you know, I had nobody else to invite really. I didn't have a list. Like it was really beginning, beginning, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I knew to follow it. And that's what I did. So I, so I opened this Facebook group and I started pulling a card and channeling like a paragraph message every day and posting that. And I, that's how my, what I call my business now, that's how it started. Like that's, that's people joined and people listened and, or read the message. And I I continued this, I think for two years, including weekends every day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, go on, carry on. I was going to say that's, I mean, it started my business, which, you know, which is great, but I think more importantly, what the reason I was supposed to do it was for my own confidence because by doing it every day and having that structure that I was committed to that meant I was communing with my guides team every day mm-hmm. and tuning into that field you know where all that wisdom is every single day and I was getting feedback every day because I was posting it every day and therefore people would be like oh that really resonates or oh I have a question about that or like whatever it was yeah and it wasn't it wasn't you know wasn't to, to make money or anything I wasn't selling anything at the time it was just I mean I guess now I would call it a community builder <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay right okay so I have a few questions from that then so what was there, a, there so was it that you started using that particular deck for obvious reasons for your own personal stuff and then Avalon came in and said like, did you have a bit of time where you got used to the cards? Like, I know people that work with cards who, I don't do any of this, but this was way back, way back in the 90s, where it was like, you're supposed to sit and hold the deck of cards and meditate with them and make a connection with them and all that kind of thing. So did you get to know the cards first and then start? It was, if I did, I mean, I may have pulled one at the end of the day. Just Right, but it wasn't you know, a significant it wasn't a significant thing yeah. and I'm not much of a meditator so I certainly didn't no. meditate on that. <laughs> no 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 I get that okay so the other question is I think it's interesting when you said that you pulled a card and then you channeled on it so there must yeah. be a difference between just pulling the card and reading it out yes. for people and channeling on it so could you talk about that a bit yeah so I kind of I mean <laughs> It's funny. I don't think anybody has ever really asked me these questions. So I haven't like fully I'm a articul- nosy, nosy person. <laughs> but it's good, like, because I haven't kind of articulated what I do. And it's nice to like, it's nice that you say that, you, you know, you find it different. Uh-huh. Um, but I kind of I use the cards as like a focus point for the energy I channel. So when I think of channeling, the best I can describe it is like pulling down energy through me and then like it comes out as words so I think of myself as a translator of energy Mm -hmm. into words Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what I view channeling as yeah and I find that it's much easier for me to do that if like there's a focus for that energy that it doesn't like that it doesn't just kind of you know have everything to play with so I tend to pull a card so I tend to ask a question or ask for a message or however you want to phrase that, then pull a card and then channel based on the energy on that card. Um, and then, so I usually get like a paragraph of whatever the message is. And, you know, sometimes it'll be really clear that that's what the card is. And sometimes it won't be, but I, the way I explain it is that they have me pull the card that for me will be the easiest entry into whatever they want to convey. So like, if you were- Say that again, hold on, say that again. (laughs) This is my convoluted brain. So so I, you know, so I shuffle my cards and I feel which one is the right one. Yeah. And to me, like the way I view it is is that Avalon have me pull the card through which I will be able to under the, understand the message best. Now, if you ask the same question, you would probably pull a different card. It's just, 
I feel like with my the symbolism that it's in me, the, you know, the memories that I have, the experience that I have, whatever card I pull, that's what cr- makes it possible for me personally to put that energy that I'm translating into the words that the person needs to hear. I love that nuance. I love that nuance in terms of like the that's a really 3D way of looking at it, which is how that realm works. This is making me really laugh because I'm like, doesn't everybody do this? <laughs> well, I think people do do intuitive, like, like you know, when we get more into the tarot, I was really lucky when I learned tarot, like, you know, years ago that my tarot teacher, kind of teacher, she would just guide, taught me how to read it intuitively to ignore all of the other stuff. But we'll, we'll go into that in a bit. So I think intuitive reading and feeling and sensing energies is is like is one thing but then channeling and getting the words on top of it is perhaps just a different you know it's quite unique I think in the way that you're offering it but then there's something about like knowing that everything is aligned all the time even to the point of you're being guided to the right card uh-huh. for you yeah, I, to give I that trust, message yeah I always trust that the card yeah. is the right one not because the message is right although the message is right but because that's the card that will best whose that's whose energy will best help me articulate whatever message they want to convey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a real partnership with your collective mm-hmm. that you're working with them. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So what's, so when did tarot come along then? And what's the difference for you between Oracle and tarot? I kind of like, I didn't want to do tarot for a long time. Like I started buying decks because they're pretty but I didn't want to learn them because it just felt like a lot of work. Like it's, it's quite a complex system. Yeah. And so I started reading it intuitively and Mm -hmm. I started essentially using them the same as I would Oracle cards. However, in the past couple of years or maybe, maybe like three years ago, I developed more of an interest in the actual symbolism Uh, behind each tarot card and I started studying the actual system so like now I feel relatively well versed in 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 the system of tarot I mean I don't know there's so much to learn like there are so many layers in tarot I don't have it all down or anything but when I use tarot now I like I know that certain cards mean certain things Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. it's like there's obviously an element of intuition because because there has to be otherwise you're just you know otherwise an ai chatbot can do it right (laughs) but you know i have to apply it to whatever i'm asking and that that requires that intuitive piece Mm -hmm. Um, but there is like i feel like there's a stronger base to start the interpretation from and yeah so that's that's i mean for me that's the that's the the difference is that there's a structure that i do believe exists in the collective consciousness it's been around long enough that i know that when i pull a card i'm tapping into a whole load of stuff <laughs> that was superimposed on top of that card whereas the oracle cards are a newer thing and so i'm able to like i just think it's you can just flow with them you don't have like like the energetic baggage <laughs> that they were infused with I see that's the thing is you're talking about tarot I can start to feel that energy structure and it feels very different it's it feels kind of quite formal or potentially formal so um and I've never really looked into um that much to do with the the the, like are there any rules to do with tarot that you know about that you're supposed to do or not supposed to do when you're working with the the layouts or the structure that's been imposed or anything no, I mean, you can, you know, you can use the cards however you want. Um, same as with Oracle cards. I mean, people tend to use them in, in these layouts called spreads. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, I mean, I don't know, is that useful for people? Maybe. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. More often than not, I'll ask a question and then pull however many cards I feel is right. Yeah. <laughs> and read those. Okay, so apart from like learning, maybe, I guess like a a way of thinking about the tarot cards is that each card could be a particular archetype. Yeah. So it so 
you kind of like you might know what the three of wands are or the six of cups or whatever so but is there any difference for you between how you ask a question or how you work with them now between the tarot and the oracle like how do you know when to pick up tarot how do you know when to pick up oracle it's a good question that's a really good question I don't know if I can answer it beyond I just feel whichever one is yeah. right and like even between decks like I you know I kind of ask my my shelf <laughs> which deck is right for me today or and I do have a lot of like I I, I can I can I think I can describe myself as a collector okay of- so the people on the podcast can't see what I'm seeing which is like a glimpse into Joanna's bookcase that's full of how many how many Joanna how many I haven't count- I haven't counted to be honest but I, well, I, I buy- can see there must be I don't know 40 more 40 yeah maybe something like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I buy new ones all the time so because okay. I mean I just feel like they all have a different focus and a different energy now I, mean, I don't use all of them and probably you know I should do a bit of a decluttering exercise at some point but I, I, I do feel like I use them I use different decks depending on the mental state I'm in um and Ooh, that's the, interesting yeah Sometimes I'm more in a creative space. Sometimes I'm more in a just give me the, I don't know if we can swear on this. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> just give me the fucking answer kind of mood, you know. <laughs> and so some decks are clearer, some decks are less clear. Some sometimes I'm in a more poetic mood, mm. and I want to go with that. And so I have some more poetic decks, you know. But whether I would choose a tarot deck over an oracle deck, I'd say, I'd say at the moment. I choose a tarot deck most of the time. Huh, that surprises for, me. Yeah, for my main answer. And I will sometimes use use oracle cards like as an extra. But as I'm talking, I'm also thinking, yeah. actually, I use tarot when I have a very specific question and I want a specific answer. Right. And I use oracle like like at the moment I'm doing a lot of 2024 message from your soul readings Mm -hmm. I'm using oracle for that I find it because it's wider you know oracle cards don't as I said don't have this energetic imprint on them and so I'm finding it like a wider almost like a wider net for the energy I want to bring through okay and and so so that wider net is perhaps useful when you're looking at a longer term vision if you're doing like for the year or something or yeah. or a more general question, right? Like I'm yeah. asking what's the soul's message for 2024. Right. Like that can be anything, Uh huh. you know, and I want to tap into a bigger energy Yeah. that I can then talk about in the reading. Um, whereas if I was asking like, I don't know, like what's the essence of the programs I sell, mm. I would use tarot because it's more specific yeah okay or I use tarot also more to tell a story so for example um, I run a program called elevator where I do full moon um, readings but they're really more like rituals and I use tarot for that so I don't I don't really say like okay this is the full moon and whatever therefore we're all going through this one yeah theme I use the tarot to to um to design the ritual every time so to go through some kind of process yeah at the full moon and that is specifically for the people in my group so yes so I listened to one of yours recently and that's what I that's what I noticed is it wasn't just a general full moon kind of ritual to it and it and it's the first time I've listened to one but it really spoke to what I was experiencing at the time and it was very validating and inspiring and also the way that you described like the way that the information came through that you were channeling gave me a reframe a different way of looking at it that I wouldn't look at so um that's the other thing that I want to talk about because you've done a tarot reading for me you did a spread for me which I go back to every now and again 
Yeah, I do. Wow, that um, was a while ago now. It was, but it's like I'm still implementing some of the stuff that wow. that was was there, and I really I loved it, and I found it I found it really empowering and strengthening at a time when I was like a bit all over the place, and I just I know that I've had um, experiences in the past with some people that are kind of like, huh channels go to other channels for readings and tarot and stuff in a way that like well your channeling can't be all that do you know what I mean and it's just like Mm -hmm. no it don't work like that so yeah like we're both channels and we both use cards in a different way so yeah just speak to that for a bit for your perspective oh I definitely I go to other people Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I need to I mean I think like I, it's very difficult to do your own reading when you're emotionally involved in something like unless you're some kind of master meditator which I I am not and <laughs> and even then like you know we're only human so you're yeah. always going to have like every all channeling will come through a filter like it's not possible uh-huh. otherwise so you know a lot of the I mean I use tarot and oracle cards every single day for various things mm-hmm. um, several multiple times a day but sometimes you know when I have a bigger problem that's not shifting yeah um, or I'm just not getting the answers you know that feel satisfying Mm -hmm. um, I will most definitely uh, go to someone else I mean that's you know that's what somebody else can bring through somebody who is not attached to a particular outcome somebody who is not looking out for you know for um, for what they want to see or resisting what they don't want to see someone who doesn't have all that baggage that is yeah. very very useful yeah and so and that also speaks to the the benefit of you know you can have tar- you can have tarot and you can have an oracle and you can learn how to read them for yourself whether you're a, a consider yourself a professional channel or not mm-hmm. but then it's still like it, there is a real benefit to going and, and having a professional channel do your oh yeah hmm. I, I mean I like to empower people to learn their own, you know, do their own readings. Like I, mm-hmm. I do sell readings, but only at certain times of the year. And I do, you know, I, I, I'm really big on helping people read their own cards. But I do find that a lot of people, most people even, they just won't go deep enough. They won't challenge themselves. They don't. They won't put in that extra effort at the start of their journey to teach themselves to to really feel the message rather yeah. than read the book. And yeah. okay, th- there will always be like something in it for them when they just pull a card and read the book, but it can't be as like as helpful as when you're really pulling through the guidance. Yeah. So um, I just find another, another a professional channel will, will almost always go deeper. Yeah. And I think that is the same with any profession. And it's like, this sounds ridiculous, but I can do some plumbing DIY around my house you know I really do not want to study how to do the rest of it I want to pay somebody that really enjoys it or has done it for a long time and that's what makes somebody a professional and I think you know our profession as channels or intuitives or empaths or use it thinking of that as a chat as a profession is still quite new to some people but we put a lot of time and effort in because we freaking love it like you with your you know oracle cards and collecting them yeah. I didn't really, I mean, I don't really think about this side of it very often, to be honest, for some reason, but you're right. Like, I mean, when I think about, you know, how much time I put in to become really good mm-hmm. at what I do, it, it's, I mean, it's been literally years and years and years of, you know, I mean, I was pulling those cards in that Facebook group every single day yep. uh, for two years, at least before, yep. before I moved it over to a paid thing. And, and I'm constantly learning more and practicing and learning yeah. more and practicing and so 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 yeah I think there's definite value in in channels to to think about themselves in you know in professional terms yeah and to to just kind of confirm that when I first started channeling Aurora I was channeling with my partner for two hours every night just because it was hilarious and so much fun <laughs> and that was part of my kind of training and I think people can have this expectation that it just happens magically because it's like it's a spiritual thing or it's supposed to be just going with the flow and ease and all that. Like it is simple, but it's not always easy because of those things. And like 
you know, but go back to something that you were saying, I think it was, I don't know, I could channel for myself as, as long as I had an oppo. So if somebody was pulling the questions out of me and I was kind of pretending that it wasn't about me or just not getting involved, I could do it. But as soon as I sat down to channel something on me that was emotionally charged, I'd just get, I'd kick myself out of the channeling space. And, and I couldn't channel for myself for, I don't know, six to eight months of channeling two hours every day for it so it does it you know what looks effortless from the mm. outside has took a lot of hours of of kind of practice and nuance and getting to know especially with something that's as somatic as what we're doing mm. you know yeah, I, think, I think a lot of it is confidence like that's that was certainly like the piece for me like the confidence to trust that you know that your feeling is right, even if it doesn't make sense. So like, sometimes mm -hmm. I'll pull a card, whether for me or for someone else, you know, and I'm like, oh, I feel like the message is this, but I don't see how that could possibly be the message. And like, I know, yeah. I know enough now about what the, you know, what the right feeling feels like in my body to know, like to insist, no, no, that's, this is definitely like, I hear mm -hmm. what you're saying, but I definitely <laughs> feel like there's something around this, mm -hmm. you know, let's go into that more or you know, oh, maybe I asked the wrong question, you know? So then I know to, to, to backtrack a little bit. And I, that's, that only comes from practice and confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, I trust those feelings in myself and, and um, like, I know, I mean, <laughs> I want, I want to say like, they've never failed me, honestly. Like I, mm -hmm. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've ever gotten it wrong. Maybe somebody would disagree, but I, that's how, that's what it feels like to me. Like even yeah. like I've had people, I've had people email me. This has actually happened. I've had people email me three years or so after receiving yeah. a reading where I was like, I'm not sure that landed with them, but I, you know, like, mm -hmm. again, like I trust what comes through and three years later, they email me and they say, you know, I just found this again, or I've been working with it for, you know, the last while. And I just wanted to tell you that it completely resonates. It's completely exactly what, you know, what I needed. I just couldn't, couldn't see it at the time. And those are really nice mm. to hear. <laughs> those are really yeah. nice to get. Because yeah. sometimes, sometimes it feels a little bit, you know, you want your client to be happy with what they receive. And sometimes, sometimes they're not because it's not what they want it to hear or it's something a bit unexpected or it's something they've been hearing over and over again and ignoring that also yeah. happens. People are like, but yeah. you told me that in the last reading. And I'm like, well, did you do anything with it? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get and I yeah, I get that. I remember the first time when I, I channeled for somebody on something and they just went not they were really polite, but I remember thinking, like you said, this is not landed. This is not great, this is not landed. And then they came back and thankfully they said, Oh shit, I've got it now, you know, kind of thing. I get it. And I'm really grateful for that experience because like you said, it helps you build up confidence in what you get in and even put it, you know, and being able to push back through some of that resistance or perhaps a client not able to be thinking outside of the current identity that they're already inhabiting. And so that can't possibly be me, you know, all that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, and I've had the confidence over the years, although this might just be my personality, I never really, if I was dissatisfied with a piece of guidance, I'd go back and ask better questions. I'd be like, what exactly yeah. <laughs> do you want me to do? You know, yeah. like, none of this, like, you know, love and trust crap. Like, yeah. what exactly <laughs> do I need to do today? You know? Okay. So that's the thing I was thinking. I was just going to go, like, circle back to something that you'd said about I've asked the wrong question. And that's what you mean then? You've not asked a question that allows for a big enough answer or to get specific enough. What do you mean by the wrong question? Sometimes I feel like we're not totally honest with ourselves about what we want. And I, I will illustrate this with a story that's oh, actually... I can't resonate with that at all, ever. Nope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will illustrate with a story that is not about a question that I asked, but it illustrates the the point. So when, when I was just starting out, I was running intuitive art workshops. Uh -huh. and, <laughs> and I ran 
a few. One was on like your biggest dreams. One was on following your passion, something like that. And then I wanted to run one on money. But what I called it was abundance. Mm -hmm. And so I had this lady show up. Like and all she wanted to talk about was like the leaves on the trees. And I was like, this is not <laughs> what I meant, you know. <laughs> but Give I me the was, cat. <laughs> I was too, I don't know, too judgy, too whatever to say I was running a workshop on money. And so right. I said abundance. And therefore I got people who wanted to talk about the leaves on the trees, whereas I wanted to talk about cash. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and, and and that's not I mean there's obviously nothing wrong with that if what you want is an answer about abundance mm -hmm. but if you want to know like how to make more money then that's the question you should ask and I mm -hmm. think sometimes we don't let ourselves ask mm -hmm. for we act for what we actually mean or ask the questions that we actually want to know the answers to and and I, th I don't know, I get the feeling that, like, we can only receive the answers to the questions we ask. So, like, mm. if I don't ask, like, um, how can, like, what are three specific things I can do to improve my health? Then I'm not going to get answers that are that specific. If I ask, like, what energy should I be in? They're going to say love and trust. <laughs> <You know>? mm. <laughs> Whereas mm -hmm. I want specifics. So mm -hmm. I've taught myself to ask very specific questions. And it takes some practice because the cards, you know, won't say exactly, you know, sell this program or develop this idea because that they're not that specific to your brain. But yeah. with practice, you'll be able to, to see that something on the card sparks an idea that you had yesterday or reminds you of a person that maybe you should contact and you, you, you start to get much much more specific answers yeah because you have an intimate relationship with the craft that you're engaging with okay so all right so how does that relate to somebody who might be listening who's thinking well I want one of these soul messages that she's talking about or you know I quite like to work in that way but that sounds quite generic compared to the give me three specific ways of working so what do you what do you notice about the difference when is it good to do the vision ones that like that visionary one that you're kind of talking about with the 2024 things and when is it good to get really specific or yeah just the the differences that you notice there I like to do a general one at the start of any new cycle so okay. In the world we live in, the new year is the start of a new cycle. Mm -hmm. And that's when a lot of people want that more general overview. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, however, you can look at cycles in various ways. In In the Celtic tradition, the, the new year is on November 1st, not on January 1st. Um, you can look at monthly. You can look at seasonal. You can look at a lot of people work birthday to birthday. Yeah. So... I mean, I kind of do them all because I'm a big fan of the new beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not a finisher? <laughs> no, not not so great at finishing, but I love that energy of a new beginning. So I really enjoy, you know, a new month or mm. any kind of idea of a new cycle. So I will like I will always do one for the year. I used to do them monthly kind of the overarching theme ones but I, I found that was actually too frequent um so you mm -hmm. just have to find your own way to see like how much is useful for you you know mm. but I find that the like the message from soul for the year for example or any kind of annual process annual reading it just gives you annual vision board even it just gives you an umbrella of you know something that like the way I do again it's 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 down to the question the, the question that I ask when I do the messages from soul is like an energy that will help you navigate the year so it's not it's not a predictive this is your theme for the year mm -hmm. it's something that will help you something that will you know when you read it later in the year it will help you be like oh I am on the right path like it's all okay like yeah. for example mine for this year was about harmony and you know, Kara, that I've been struggling with hormonal balance. Uh -huh. Now, uh -huh. you know, when I got the message at the start of the year, I was 
really hopeful that just means that all that is over (laughs) (laughs) and I will now be in perfect harmony with everything that is and ever will be (laughs) however (laughs) it was not to be exactly like that Um, and when I you know and when I remembered to take out that message and reread it during the course of the year it really did help me like be like it, it was comforting because I feel like, like it's okay. Like I, these are some, you know, some thoughts on harmony that I'm finding really useful right now, even though I might not feel perfect harmony in my body. Mm. You know, so again, mm. like I don't think it's as useful to have a predictive thing for the year, which yeah. is why my my annual things are called message from your soul. But I really think of them as 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 a guiding energy that will help you navigate your year, that will help yeah. you move through um whatever you're you're going to move through. Okay, right. There's two questions that are coming up for me now. I'm just trying to think which one to go with first. So I think first of all is the high, like, this is not a proper formulated question, so bear with me. But I think it's really useful for for anybody that's listening that might consider this like more of a fun thing to do or maybe not take it like not not to be cynical about it but maybe not take it seriously as a kind of intervention or a support mechanism and just who might prefer something that's a little bit in quotes intellectual because I know from you that your intellect is kind of well developed you know (laughs) in terms of we always joke about googling for and then put it on the end for intelligent people you know it's like you've got an MBA and you had quite a responsible job and so your intellect what we normally in the west call the intelligent is well used you know and well developed for me and and for some people that wouldn't go with oracle and tarot so I just like and it clearly does but to maybe help somebody who who's kind of almost maybe a bit embarrassed about wanting to use it and they're smarter than that you know and the different kind of smarts that there are and all that just what if there's anything that comes to you well I think that's the that's the problem right like it's like like spiritual gatekeeping you know I I like my whole brand is called soul smart for a reason because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't like I came to the conclusion that spirit like spirituality wasn't for people like me like so either I had to like like to like live in the dirt and camp <laughs> and like eat grass <laughs> <laughs> like a proper hippie <laughs> like a proper hippie or i had to as my friend once 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 described it like sit around in white yoga pants eating yogurt you know like, all light. <laughs> so be that kind of light in the world kind mm-hmm. of energy mm-hmm. doing yoga eating you know i, I just I didn't fit into any of those. And yet, you know, I've always had a spiritual side, always. Mm. And eventually I just, you know, by talking to people and exploring my own stuff and whatever, I came to the conclusion that it is like people people who consider themselves logical and practical and intelligent are being kept from benefiting from the gifts of spirituality and intuition. And I got really mad because I was like, like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) you know, like just because I don't meditate or do yoga doesn't mean I can't be spiritual or benefit from from that whole world. You know, there are so Mm -hmm. many entry points and that's Mm -hmm. not what we're being shown in the world. Like we're just, you know, we've been told that there are only so many entry points and that's just not true. So. So yes, I think that's just all bullshit. <laughs> Spirituality yeah, yeah, yeah. is for everybody and it's and it's a very personal thing, obviously. It's it's your relationship with whatever you see as the universe and the magical and you know, however you 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 view those bigger concepts and and it's all yours. Like just because, you know, you you consider yourself to be intelligent or logical or practical doesn't mean that you can't have that other side. And in fact, like I like I view it as wholeness like it's kind of it's like if you're shutting down that intuition side then you're only using half of yourself and similarly if you're like a big old hippie and (laughs) don't want to use your brain like that's also not great you know 
So mm-hmm. the idea is to come into wholeness and use all the resources, all the all the support and all the parts of you that you have. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, why would you mm-hmm. like literally shut down half of yourself, whether that's the intellect part or the intuition part? Yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah. And therefore yeah. you should be so smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think and it and it kind of goes back to you know, like when science and spirituality were split. You know, when there was Newtonian and then and the church and the science kind of split, it kind of all started from there for me. So like you, you know, before in the kind of pagan roots and the Celtic pagan roots, which both of us are kind of exploring in different ways, there wouldn't be the split. And I was just listening to or a theologian, I can't remember his name now, it'll come to me in a bit. And he was talking about what are mystics. And he was saying that you can't be a mystic without mysticism and an alive spirituality and a live mystic, a living one, that's it, a living cosmology is one where there's science and there's there's the spirituality that we tend to think of with intuition and feelings and everything and art. And all three of them have got to come together mm. to have this kind of living cosmology. And so I, I can see some people that are intuitive that kind of just like, I don't want to know what science says, you know, and I think they're starting to come together now. So yeah I think it's really good how you described it as like wholeness and why mm. would you cut off it's like cutting off a limb not using your intuition and your instincts and yeah you know, times it saved me I'm I'm still a I'm still a high achiever and a go-getter and all those you know all those things <laughs> oh I know um, I think that's where I think that's where it comes from and I'm just like dude like if you want to achieve these things or manifest this reality like why wouldn't you use all parts that are available to you <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah I agree okay so this is something that I got challenged with a long time ago when I was training in well, training but I was in the spiritualist church studying mediumship and also tarot and then there was some other spiritualist churches that I was going to and there was some evangelical Christians and so I was exploring all of it and I remember one person who was so dead against tarot or oracles or anything of that nature and they just said well well they were like it's the work of the devil so that was fun um but also it's a self-fulfilling prophecy so there's nothing predictive about it you're not tapping into anything bigger than yourself all you're saying is you're you're giving people ideas and they go off and they start believing it and then it be, just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and that's all it is a bit like like hypnosis mm-hmm. and I I kind of I was like I'm not really getting into into the words and wherefores why's and wherefores about that with you other than like that's not what it feels like when I'm doing it for myself and when I'm offering it 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 feels like I'm tapping into something else. I'm not just programming myself with hypnosis. I mean, listen, you know, again, like I'm all about goal getting efficiency, I guess, in the end, because I'm just like, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like if you found a tool that gives you ideas that you can act on and that change something for the better, happy days, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's all good. good answer. Yeah. I mean you know I can't I mean I I agree with you first of all that it feels like something different like my experience I believe in my experience I trust my experience and Mm -hmm. I describe it to the best of my ability you know as a spiritual experience Mm -hmm. Um, you know and there's lots lots of stuff that I've channeled that I really believe but I mean is it possible that when I die there'll be nothing yeah I mean, how can I possibly insist that that's not a possibility? Can't prove any of this. Can't prove it. Like, so God, goddess, all that is, is unprovable in that kind of sense because it's a lived experience. Yeah. But if I'm, you know, but why, as an, you know, as an intelligent being, why would I, that, you know, who finds that stuff useful, let's say, Mm -hmm. right? If you don't find Mm -hmm. it useful, then fine. You you don't find it useful. You're probably not listening to this conversation anyway, but... (laughs) If you know, if you're an intelligent being who's found something that's useful, why would you not allow yourself to use it just because you can't prove it or understand it? Like, yeah, you know, I don't understand how the Wi-Fi works either. <laughs> I, never, right? I don't super get like, you know, how we're recording this, but yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to use it, you know? 
<laughs> it is and that's the thing is this stuff is so damn to worth as well like it's the most damn to worth thing that you can do okay so I kind of I know that so you said that you use them multiple times a day you use them for different things so could you give us a flavor of what you use them for because I think people listening might not have thought I can use it for that you know what what kind of things do you use it for business relationships things to do with parenting personal you know I think mostly for personal development and for business I'm not Mm-hmm. I mean how do you use it in your business then because I'm not sure that we talk about that a lot or I hear a lot of people talking about that a lot how do you use it in your business well in all in all sorts of ways I mean first of first of all I use it daily for asking Avalon questions so I use it for myself for you know I, I I'm practicing asking questions and receiving answers so yeah. I still practice uh, so I use my cards for that every single morning Mm-hmm. I use it for journaling. If I, you know, if I don't really know what the problem is, mm-hmm. I'll pull a card and I'll journal on that. I use it mm-hmm. as content writing prompts. If I don't know in my business, like if I don't know what to post on social media about or, mm-hmm. or what to write a newsletter about, I'll pull a card. I'll use it to develop, create rit- rituals and classes. So I'll literally like, create rituals that follow the story of whatever cards I pull I think that's really Um, beautiful I'll gosh what else well one Uh, that you taught me that I'd not thought of before was using them for sales pages yeah that's right I forgot about that one yeah Mm. I'd use it for sales pages because I I just drive myself crazy trying to like think my way through it so I've started to say okay well what should I put first on this sales page and I'll pull a card I for for bigger visioning thing I've used cards to map out my whole customer journey to map out ideal client stuff in fact I I do still have I think because I've taken down most of my soul smart and business things for various reasons for the moment but I do still have a workshop called mystic marketer on my on my website and that's a use oracle cards to get to know your ideal client brilliant yeah so that's a really good one I use it for mindset I use it like you don't always know what beliefs to work on so mm. I use it to identify beliefs I need to hold or beliefs I need to let go of. Um, I use it for magic. I'll, 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 I'll use it as part of some kind of intentional practice, you know, to bring in a particular energy that I want more of. Mm. Um, so then I'll consciously choose the card rather than intuitively choose the card. I'll use it for, gosh. I mean, literally for everything. I, I don't see why I should. It's like he's your friend. They're yeah. your friends. They're my friends. That's why I have so many. <laughs> All right. So, like, you, um, can ha- you can never have too many, right? <laughs> friends. No, this is true. There are some that are getting like a bit more intimate. All right. So, I've got, okay. So, I'll do the confession first. So, I've got two questions. One is like the most, oh my God, kind of experience you had the Oracle cards and I'll sh- we can both share those. But then the like, oh my God, like not I'm an idiot, but yeah, I'm an idiot kind of moment. So I've had, I got, I'll bear myself first. So when there's two, like when I was just, I was looking in the mirror one day and I just thought, oh my God, I can see my chakra. I can see physically my solar plexus. You've heard this story. And I'm looking, I could see all this yellow. And then I thought, oh shit, I'm painting a yellow wall. It's paint, you know? And it's one of those like, oh my God. But the other thing is, um, before I was, uh, not Oracle cards, but I was working with Jill Edwards affirmation cards. And I was in, in this really odd relationship this like in my early 20s and I was just obsessing over will the call won't the call will the call won't the call will the call one of those and I kept pulling cards because I didn't like the answer (laughs) and I kept trying to change it and then it just got to be absolutely ridiculous and I just had a word myself have you ever done anything like that yeah I mean you know like when when my business wasn't going as well as I wanted it to go I was constantly asking what do I need to do what do I need to do what do I need to do Mm. Uh, but then I wasn't actually like it's like I didn't want to actually follow the guidance I'm I'm really big on that as well because you know I I always say like I'm not I'm not like an information broadcaster you know like it's not a broadcast that just 
happens and that's it. I, I think you need, the guidance is sent through to be done, mm-hmm. to be done something with. Is that <laughs> <laughs> to take action upon? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, that's not the right. That's not <laughs> Um, you know. So I think like when you get yourself into a state like that, it's you know you, you need to train yourself to catch it. And it took mm. me a long time, but now now I can. Now I'm just like, okay, this is not a great time to be pulling cards. Like it's ridiculous. It's yeah. not it's not helping me. And I'm not looking for answers. I, I'm looking for like quick fixes. Yeah. Or or yeah. some kind of some kind of for sure assurance, a hundred percent that it'll work out the way I want it to work out. And that's that's just not available, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you have to be honest with yourself about what you what you're looking for in the cards as well I think that's really um, wise yeah well now that I've shared a wise one I'll tell you I'm an idiot story <laughs> <laughs> come on then normalize being human for us okay well it, it, it's not to do with cards um, okay but, but spiritual stuff um, this is our this is one of my favorite family stories so we were on a trip in, in California when my son was four years old and we had gone from San Francisco down the coast to Santa Barbara and then back up to San Francisco to to catch our flight. So it was like a 10-day trip. And we were on the tram in San Francisco. And I'd been reading these books about past lives, um, especially in children. I, I just find those stories absolutely mm-hmm. fascinating. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just really, I don't know, something about them really appeals to me. And like, I was desperate for my child to have one of these memories, right? <laughs> And so, and so he, and so I'm just, I was just very vigilant, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so as not to miss it. Right. Uh-huh. And so we're on the tram in San Francisco and my son says, I think I've been here before. And I'm just like, okay, this is my, moment. <laughs> this is my moment. It is finally happening for me. Okay. <laughs> so I go, okay, breathe deep. So it's a, it's a charm full of people, right? So we're standing there. I breathe deep. I'm like, okay, you've been here before. And I did what I was taught from the books, right? I say, hmm, I'm like, okay, well, close your eyes. And when you look at, you know, when you look down, can you see your clothes? And he goes, yeah. And I say, and do you think you're a boy or a girl? And, he, and at that point, my husband intervened. And so he said, he means last week, Joanna. Because, <laughs> of course, we had come up to San Francisco. <laughs> when conscious parenting backfires, that should be called. <laughs> but I, oh, it was absolutely hilarious. And and to this day, I just cannot believe that my husband let me go on for that long. Like, <laughs> I'm telling, like, a shortened version. But he just stood, like, until my poor child's confused face. You know, when he was... <laughs> <laughs> clearly identifies you know he, he's clearly a boy right now and I'm asking him this really weird question <laughs> and uh so then yeah then my husband intervened but it was <laughs> I was so sure that this was my moment <laughs> has come he described it like that Whoa! Yeah. and in San Francisco where they film charm I, I mean if that's just gonna happen that would be yeah. ideal that like, would have been a really good story it's happening <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we'll wind up on like a, um, oh my God. So in terms of Oracle cards, I think the only one that I can think of, I'll I'll tell mine after yours, but have you got a one where, do you want me to give you my example first? Okay, yeah. so you already know this story, but I went to the Lake District earlier on this year and I've not been using Oracle cards at all, but I went into a, a tarot shop and I was drawn to the ones that are very shamanic and archetypal. And I was in the Airbnb at, at the Lake District and I started to, to be able to see this golden energy and form almost in phys- with my physical eyes, not with my third eye. And I remember thinking, I'm sure that must be the A's that are showing up more and more physically and so I got these cards out there were 56 and I just randomly just said who is it that I'm seeing when I see that gold and I picked up the card and it was the only one in the deck that said the ancients and I'm just like oh my fucking god you can't make this shit up you just could not make that up 
And I love that validation. I love that so, story. I know, it's so cool. So that was my kind of Instagram moment. Does that evoke any or have you got so many that are all blurring into one there, really? It's that. I mean, I, you know, I, I channel the a message. First from, one? I channel a message Sorry. for an elevator group, from my elevator group every week. Yeah. And I mean, the number of times that people say, oh my God, like this is exactly what I was thinking yesterday or you know, this is exactly what, I don't know, you know, mm. I'm reading in my book right now or whatever. And even for me, like, or like exactly what the astrology is doing. So that's kind of cool. Like I've been, I've been studying astrology, but I'm, I'm really, really like a beginner. And sometimes I'll watch these videos about, you know, what the planets are doing and what that means and whatever. And yeah. like, there've been times when I've channeled my Friday message and then during the weekend, like the message is for the following week. And then over the weekend, I watch a video and it's exactly the same thing. And I'm just like, now that's just weird. Like, how can it be the same thing with, I mean, I hadn't watched it before, you know? See, that's what I think is, is the most fundamental and beautiful thing about channeling or connecting, giving messages, receiving messages, sharing messages, is when you're saying something that validates the client's experiences that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. R rather than, oh, I never thought about that or whatever, you know, or yeah, I think that is the most powerful and validating. So, okay. So as we wind up, I just want to talk about, you mentioned a couple of times your membership, The Elevator. So if people are listening to this and they're thinking it's something that they might be interested in, do you teach I don't even know this. Do you teach how to read Oracle in your elevator and stuff? I know you give messages off, but you do you do anything in, in there about working with Oracle? Well, um, all my, I include all my courses and all my workshops and all my rituals and everything I create in elevator membership. So it's not, a, I mean, it's less a membership and more a one-year program. But okay. yeah, but so, you know, you get the basics, but I I feel like, I encourage the main point of elevator is to actually implement and use the concepts that you're reading about or learning. So, so there's plenty of opportunities to oh, use okay. your cards for various yeah. things. So when I yeah. publish a new ritual or a new piece of guidance, you are encouraged to pull your own cards on that. Or like for the weekly message, I do encourage people to pull a card to mm -hmm. clarify that message for themselves and every message comes with a series of journal prompts which you can then either answer from your headspace mm. or pull a card on or both mm. so mm -hmm. I, you know and then at new moons we have some soul connection prompts at pagan festivals we have some prompts like i i just try to create as many opportunities as i can uh for people to tune into their own guidance because that's what that's what my mission with Avalon is. When I asked them like why we're working together, they said it's to bring the magic back to the individual. So it's not about me, you know, sharing something. Yeah. It's about me yeah. facilitating your own inner connection so that you can access your own magic and then from that space create uh, the 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 life that you're meant to live. So yeah. uh, align with your soul's purpose, you know, for lack of better language, um, soul's intention for this life lifetime. So yeah, plenty of opportunities, but it's not like it's not like I teach it in terms of like you take a class and then you'll know how to do it. <laughs> you actually have to take the time to do it over and over again regularly so that you come into relationship with your own intuition. Well, you're basically teaching what you did. I guess so. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm basically teaching what I what I did. I guess yeah. Yeah, that's really authentic then. So, and oh, there was just something else that you said because I because the the just the final thing to say is whether people get it through working with you or joining an, a, another community or a group or whatever. Like, just community is so important. I think when we're on this like leading edge of, of something that's still kind of ridiculed or it can, you know, sometimes people have a fear about it overlapping with like mental health situations mm. and all that kind of stuff. I just think like if you're intrigued or you're a seasoned professional, don't mm. do it on your own. Don't feel like you you should be able to do it on your own. I just think we're so much better when we come together. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Mm. I think there's way too much like trying to do it on our own stuff going on yeah 
Okay, so if people are interested in staying in connection with you, obviously in the show notes, I'll have your website and your social media and everything, but where's the best place to kind of get to know you, really? Where do you hang out the most? I don't know. I don't know where I hang out the most. Physical Uh, reality I'm talking about. All right. (laughs) I'm confused by the question for some reason. So the best to get on your newsletter or Instagram, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, So uh, you can sign up to my newsletter at joannahennon.com. Um, you can check out the elevator at joannahennon.com slash elevator. And if you follow me on Instagram, that that is probably going forward the place I'm going to be uh, most active on. And I always welcome DMs as well. So if anybody has, if anybody listening has a question about anything I said, then feel mm. free to DM me on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. You're like me. You love to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks so much. That was, that was really enjoyable. Thank you. Oh, thank you for asking such good questions. Yay. All right. Bye for now. Bye.